How should the Arizona Cardinals approach the regular season finale against the Seattle Seahawks in week 18 of the NFL season? Is it a must win? Do they need to take care of business or should they get ready for Super Wild Card weekend? Which looks like the Arizona Cardinals, they're definitely destined to play next week. Also, some Arizona Cardinals could cash in on some pretty major stats. We'll get into those as well. And what you said as far as which team you want to see on Super Wild Card weekend the Cardinals face. It's Bo Brock, it's Alex Clancy, and it's Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's go. Rise up, Red Seeds. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Thanks for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen now in 2022. You did it all 2021, and we're forever grateful for that. Uh, so pumped about where this podcast is going, whether it's on the YouTube channel or wherever you find podcasts. We're just seeing listenership just continue to rise. We're seeing our social media numbers go up and up, and we're just thankful for everybody that's uh, joining the conversation about this exciting team that got back on track in Week 17 against the Dallas Cowboys, a 25-22 win over the boys. It could be their first-round matchup in the playoffs. Right now, as it sits, it would be the fifth overall seed at Arizona Cardinals visiting Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, the fourth overall seed out of the NFC East. Uh, would you rather the Cardinals face the Cowboys or the 49ers? We'll tell you what you said, the listeners out there, uh, we'll get into that conversation. Also, we'll get into what this game really means for the Arizona Cardinals. Should it be a must-win? Should they approach this thing, just kind of throw everything, including the kitchen sink, at the Seattle Seahawks and try to get that W, try to get that NFC West title as the LA Rams take on the San Francisco 49ers? The Niners in a must-win situation with their playoff hopes kind of waning and in the balance um and as well like uh some a couple stats that uh, some key cardinals could kind of cash in on um and, and kind of reach the franchise history books with come sunday you know with that being said before we get into that conversation and we'll probably do it later but alex it is the first time that the nfl has seen 18 weeks in the regular season 17 games do you even care about stats that are achieved with an extra game at this point. I mean, it's wet blankety, but no. You know, this isn't 14 to 16, okay? Everything is magnified. 14 to 16 in the 70s and 80s, you know, whatever. Nobody remembers then. There's only one team that remembers then, and it's a team that went undefeated and won the Super Bowl, okay? Like, where we are now, it's all about stats. All of it. It used to just be baseball was the stat sport. Baseball had a stat for everything. Basketball was superstars that David Stern did with a, you know, a star-driven league that made it global. And the NFL wasn't always the most popular sport. You know, it, it, was, it, it was just a bunch of really strong men beating each other up. Super Bowl, cool. And then it's had this meteoric rise where it's under a microscope. Fantasy football, sports betting, everything. It's not going to matter if Cooper Cup breaks... Carson uh, Calvin Johnson's single season receiving record. It's not going to matter if he doesn't in week 18, in my opinion. It's going to be all over Sports Center. It's going to be all over everything. I'm not, maybe 10 years from now when things get adjusted, but 
Adrian Peterson's or um, Emmett Smith's record. Whoever, whoever, who had the single season rushing record? Why, why can't I? Why can't I think of this? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I know AP was eight eight yards away a couple of years ago. Those are going to be intact because it was sixteen games. You know, passing yards doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter if it breaks it or not. Five thousand. There were five thousand yard seasons five years ago. We thought it was a, an epidemic, and now it's completely regressed. Yeah. Right. So I don't yeah. know. I no. I I don't. I won't take any real weight, especially this year, in, in records being broken in through week eighteen. No. When when Bengals rookie wide receiver Jamar Chase eclipsed his uh, college teammate Justin Jefferson's rookie record for receiving yards last week, I kind of was like, you know, the, the, the smallest sigh of relief ever. I was like, okay, I'm glad he did it in 16 games. So mm-hmm. people aren't going to say, well, I'm not going to recognize that for exactly the reasons that you're pointing out. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I, I'm glad he did that. So it, it isn't kind of scrutinized and panned and, and it doesn't have an asterisk uh, from everybody. But yeah, it's going to take some time for some new numbers to kind of emerge. And there's not the good thing is as far as the quarterback position, there's no big like highly regarded numbers that are at you know within striking distance. Like luckily nobody's kind of like knocking at the door of 55 touchdowns to to or was it 56 from Peyton Manning, you know, to to break that number. I'm just I'm I'm kind of glad that's not happening. Yeah, and it's Eric Dickerson. Okay, Eric Dickerson. I, uh, apologies, Rams fans. Um, even though Eric Dickerson has been very, very, um, he was very, uh, you know, not so much of a fan of the Rams a couple of years ago before they turned things around. Very outspoken about that. But yeah, you know, you're right. Jamar Chase, those are fun. Those are good ones. Rookie, you know, touchdown records. It's going to be, I wonder what the analytical dudes are going to do, what the stat people are going to do, if they're going to make, a, you know, you know, before 17 and after 17. You know, right. because there's going to have to be stats. People are going to have to hit bonuses, you know, like right. in the full business sense of the word, averaging, like being in a thousand yard rusher, a thousand yard receiver, in my opinion, it's the most overblown thing in sports. It's because it's 60 yards a game. It's right. good, but it's not Hall of Fame good. And what we're going to see now is like, oh, is it going to be, you know, I don't know, 1300 yards with an extra game being all pro. I don't know. You don't even have to be a full-time player to, to, to get to 1,000, really. I mean, it's especially on as far as a running back goes. But you mentioned bonus real quick, and I think we need to get this out of the way. Because when you mention bonus, I think about how Antonio Brown uh, melted down on Sunday, left in a very, you know, odd way, you know, went shirtless, went Dennis Rodman. He was the worm out there, losing his shirt, kind of saying goodbye to the fans as his team was losing to the New York Jets at the time. Antonio Brown leaves, and we kind of get the insight that he was asked to go in the game, uh, demanded he go in the game. He said he was too injured to play, and then B.A. pretty much kicked him off the sidelines. There's been there, there's some Cardinals fans out there that want the, the team to look into acquiring Antonio Brown. Uh, he hasn't officially been released by the Bucs as we record this podcast, but should the Arizona Cardinals be in the business – of A B, if if he becomes uh, available. Why are you talking to me like this? This isn't the off season. This isn't July. It's not list season. What the hell are you talking about? Of course they should. No, they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. Even though he'd fit really well in this offense, you know, um, he's gonna get another job. He's gonna get one more job. Um, they still own his employment rights. Right. 
Um, as of now, I think that's I think they're why would they cut him? They don't owe him any more money, I don't think. It wouldn't make any sense. He's yeah. not gonna be unless his agent were to go to the NFL Players Association and, and file a grievance, say, Hey, you're not gonna play him and you know, he can go make money elsewhere. That might be their option. But as far as the Cardinals are concerned, you don't want that headache coming into your locker room because, and I'll say this, look, as far as talent-wise, he would be an upgrade to the roster. With DeAndre Hopkins being out, sure. But as far as NFL, the, the NFL goes and scheming and getting guys up to speed as far as what they can do and where they need to be on the field at any given time, it would take too long and it wouldn't match what the production would be from Antonio Brown for the, you know, he wouldn't play in the regular season finale. That means his first game as a Cardinal would be in a playoff game. You, it, it's just too risky to try to get somebody up to speed on Cliff Kingsbury's offense on the fly, and I don't think it would be an upgrade at this point, and this is saying a lot, over Antoine Wesley, who we would potentially replace in the lineup. It, it just it, it wouldn't make sense for the Arizona Cardinals. I even think – you know, after seeing how they played in the defensive secondary on uh, on Sunday against the Cowboys, what are we doing with Bashad Breeland? Why don't we don't even have him suit up? The way that things ended in Minnesota, like I don't I don't even want that guy to. Be, sure, he adds depth to defensive secondary, but he was just an absolute. It was target practice against him all year long in Minnesota, and he seems to be a headache in the locker room. And you've shown that you can you can play without him. Why even let him suit up for the Cardinals going forward? Yeah, agreed. They just signed to the practice squad, yeah. um, and we'll we'll talk through. I mean, everybody's coming back off off the COVID list, which is which is good news for the Cardinals. But yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you let it ride at this point. We'll see what happens with Marco Wilson. We haven't heard any. I mean, he's not on the IR, so that's a good sign. Um, right. I don't know with the range of motion that you need as a corner with with your shoulder and and that in that area. Um, they held CD Lamb to what two catches, like two chunk plays. He had one catch for six or seven yards in the first half. Mari Cooper caught a touchdown pass, but he was null and void. You know, Michael Gallup had that one touchdown catch before he, you know, sadly tore his ACL. Like, which was absurd. It was an absurd play. I mean, yeah, how many guys? It was. Yeah, and he's the he's the afterthought guy too. I mean, he's going to get paid a lot of money this offseason, but they played fine. Yeah, they played fine defensively, and I don't know if that's Dak. I don't know what it is, and we'll get into who we think the Cardinals, who we would rather have the Cardinals play. In during, sure. during Super Bowl called weekend, yeah, and uh, you know, pumped to tell you guys always about Built Bar. It's a new year; it means New Year's resolutions. If yours is getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you've got that little secret weapon, Built Bar. It's part of your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars that are chalky, waxy. I've even heard some people say they taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it gets so boring, right? By week three, you're thinking, this isn't worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bar. That's where the chocolate is. 100% real chocolate. All the bars, most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of muscle-packing protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which has a 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. If your body is your temple, what are you doing putting all that junk in there? Save yourself some money in the new year as well. You go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, 
Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Got some interesting stats that the Arizona Cardinals could cash in on here in the final game of the regular season. As Alex mentioned, there's been some roster moving uh, activity. Marcus Golden activated off the COVID-19 list. So has left tackle DJ Humphreys, Devon Kennard, and Bashad Breeland. He has been added to the practice squad. The team has released Isaiah Johnson, who they added to the practice squad late last week. It's kind of a holy crap, uh, you know, safety net at the cornerback position. So those are your roster moves here. Those came down on Tuesday. Uh, here's a Wednesday episode for you on Lockdown Cardinals. Make sure to follow along on Twitter at Lockdown Easy Cards. Those numbers continue to increase at Clancy's Corner and at Bob Rack. Um, you know, I want to get into this. How, how you kind of view this regular season finale against the Seattle Seahawks. This was a team that the Cardinals handled. If Matt Prater didn't miss, what, one, two, three field goals against the Seahawks, the Cardinals are running away with it. They did run. The game was in hand for most of the, the contest, 23-13. That was a game that Colt McCoy started. Uh, is it a must-win? Do you go for the division? The Niners are in a must-win situation against the LA Rams, a team that they already beat this season. Um, and, and the Cardinals could regain the division here on the final day. Or do you say, okay, we're a solid team on the road. We know we can beat Dallas. Um, we need our guys healthy. That's the number one priority. So maybe we aggressively pursue a W, and if, it, if things kind of get a little hairy, we just pull our guys? Or How do you think they should approach Week 18? Get the home game. When all else fails, get the home game. Like, even if it were Dallas coming here, like, that's that's the, the deal. That's the um, – Yeah. That that's what wins for me. I know that they haven't played that well at home. Playoff game, you want to play at home, you know. And you, you look at you look at who they would play with San Francisco. And no, yes, okay, I was corrected on Twitter. I knew this. I just didn't want. I if Tampa Bay loses and the Rams lose and the Cardinals win, the Cardinals get the two seed and they host the Eagles. Okay, but the the chance of Tom Brady losing to Carolina in Week 18 with everything on the line, I'm taking Tom. So that's why I didn't even say that. I, I should have said the two most likely scenarios. Um, go win the football game. You know, like, see, if the Rams go up, and which I don't think they will, if they're up 31-7 to start the fourth, sit Kyler. Like, it's, there's no time to get cute. You you act accordingly. You just kneel down. It doesn't matter. Like, what I don't understand is, and I, I would love to have a debate at, at some other point about this, like, why is there not a mercy rule in the NFL? For player safety. If it's 44 to 3 starting the fourth quarter, call the game. Like, what are you trying to prove? Now, in the same kind of thing with that, if the Rams are blowing out the, the 49ers, kneel every play. Like, it doesn't matter that you legitimately can gain nothing from winning or losing that game. So just chill. What about you? I mean, I, we're going to be scoreboard watching, obviously, because the games are being played simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah, so here's what I think. I think the Arizona Cardinals need to come out aggressive in the first half, see if they can get a lead. But as far as the second half goes, Colt McCoy has to come out regardless of what's going on. And, and, and that's not just that's not waving the white flag. Colt McCoy dealt against the Seattle Seahawks this season. He absolutely he had his best game of probably his career against the Seattle Seahawks last, uh, last time out. 35 for 44, 328, two touchdowns. You're out of your mind. So – What's that? You're out of your mind. No. So you think that in a in a close game, if the Rams could potentially lose, you're still bringing out Colt McCoy? Yeah, 
I think uh, see even your studio turned the lights off on that. The lights went out on me. If you're watching on YouTube, no, I think that Colt McCoy gives you. Just, I mean, he can go out there, run the offense. He can get a couple reps that just you know the holy crap situation in the playoffs that he has to play, and he can go out there and he can beat a, a beaten team already. Seattle has nothing to play for. I mean, they don't want to go out there. I mean, there's nothing. It's not going to be Big Ben crying on the field. This is this is like this is ending in divorce right now. This is a broken home for the Seattle Seahawks. You know, don't don't take a fifty-one burger against the Detroit Lions. This is going to be a dangerous squad coming to town. Arizona Cardinals are three and one against the Seattle Seahawks in the last four games. Like this is a this is an organization that's not part of what was so successful since the you know uh, Russell Wilson and, and Pete Carroll teamed up in twenty twelve. Like they're a shell of themselves, and even less so. Um, so I think that the Arizona Cardinals can get the best of both worlds to where they can aggressively try to win this game, but also get keep their stars out of harm's way. I mean, and obviously this is this is going to be loosely based on what Seattle does. I mean, if they sit Russell Wilson like I think they should, he's their you know most tradable asset at this point. Because I think, I mean, I call it the middle of the season. Everybody's gone. Everybody's gone. You know, they don't have draft picks. They need to start over. Pete Carroll might be gone. John Schneider should be gone. So, yeah, if they sit, like, see how it goes. But if Geno Smith is starting, I'm assuming it's still Geno Smith as the backup. I think they have a sneaky guy out there, too. I don't remember. It's it's a name in Seattle. Um, Yeah, sure. See what the game flow. But if it's a close game and the Rams game is a close game, there's no way I'm pulling Kyler off the field. Like, I think that is a huge mistake just in the grand scheme of jockeying for playoff position to try to control your own fate by losing. We see it all the time in the NBA. Oh, interesting that if, you know, the Clippers were to lose this game, they'd be playing the Spurs instead of the Suns, you know, whatever it is. That happened a couple years ago, and the Rockets dropped all the way down, and it didn't work out. Like, it rarely works out when you try to get cute. Go win a football game. Play who you're going to play. You always want to go in with a win, regardless, it doesn't matter if the Rams win or lose. You want to go in, get your 12th win, you're going to lose a draft spot, you're going to drop a draft spot, but still, with what the Cardinals did during that three-week span, like you need as many wins as you can get to reshift that momentum back to positivity town. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And probably, you know, I'll probably change my tune mid-game. Like if, if, it's, if the Rams are struggling against the Niners – and, which is going on at the same time, and the Arizona Cardinals are in a tight one. You, you go out, it's it just like you wanted to be aggressive in the final drive against the Dallas Cowboys. First play could have been a touchdown for Christian Kirk. That's like the old BA mentality, the old risk and no biscuit. You, you know, you kind of go for the throat situation. Uh, yeah, I mean, I understand that there is a, there's a massive, like I'm not I'm not ignorant to the fact that there's a massive difference between Kyler Murray and Colton. Yeah. But I think, I don't think that, the Cardinals are conceding winning a football game by sending Colt McCoy out there, two and one as a starter, in the absence of uh, of Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has to have a massive game to cash in on a on a big passing statistic. I'll tell you what that is. Also, your mind's going to be blown as far as the futility at the tight end position and how Zach Hurts has transformed a position that's huge in the modern day NFL. We'll get into that. But if you buy gas. You need to know about this app. I'm talking about the incredible app that everybody who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. 
Alex and my listeners, they're making 25 cents every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store. Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you get a bonus, 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you'll get 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, they're making $200, $300 cash back a month. There's no catch. The cash back gets added right into your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, Amazon, other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. That's the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Locked on Cardinals, part of your Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy hanging out with you. We're going to talk to Corbin Smith of Locked on Seahawks tomorrow. Poor guy. I don't know. How are we going to He's just got to be a beaten man at this point. Man, I don't, uh, you I don't know, care how, how bad you beat the line. If Russell Wilson didn't get hurt, they're making the playoffs. Like this team is way better than the record indicates. He well, he was he was out three games. So maybe 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 they wouldn't. But it, I mean, it, it's a it's a completely different team. This this off like I don't know. He was on a milk carton up until last week. Russell Wilson, I, the last couple weeks. I mean, they've won some games. Rashad Penny looks like he's see the thing is the thing that's ter- the thing that's sad about Seattle is that they've got a good enough team. I just think that it's like it's like when you're it's like when you're in a relationship and you're like, oh, this is this is on the outs, and you have like a great last two weeks. You go on a great vacation or something, and it's like, oh, we're gonna you know we're gonna revamp everything that used to be. And then you're back with each other for a week when you get home, and it's like, nope, that's it. That's what this is for Seattle. They've got the names. Like, if you trade, like, so, so let's do a little, just really quick. And I know, I know, we're going to get into more peace and cues with the Cardinals. If you trade Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Jamal Adams, how many first round picks do you think you can get from those three players? Seven. No. Eight. I mean, Russell, Russell Wilson's going to net you the most, right? He'll Maybe probably, three. Two to three, right? Yep. Jamal Adams, you couldn't get a first. You can't get a first round pick for that. You don't think so? In the Is right Cops system? That? No. What's the right system for him? I don't know. A safety who plays in the box who can't cover? I mean, okay, so say you get two twos for, for Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams had this season, you know, who's who's notorious for being a sack artist? Zero. Same as you and I did. Yeah. <laughs> so All and then DK Metcalf, you could probably get a first and a third for. First and a second for maybe depending, depending on how many draft picks that that team has accrued. Like you could legitimately start a brand new team and then sign a bunch of expensive players. Like for they sure. could yeah. do that. I just don't know if because that's what they have now, though. So it's like like they're young enough, but it's it's fascinating to see what they're going to do. Because if Russell Wilson wants out, they trade everybody else. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be one of the worst teams in the If they do that, they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Sure, they could fast-track their rebuild. And mm-hmm. they could. And I don't like the quarterback. I don't know what they do. At all. Going, going forward. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know who's available. I mean, we could be watching Mitchell Trubisky be the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks next year at this point. It's yeah. it's pretty crazy, you know, once proud franchise and how you know quickly things can pivot in the NFL. Um Anyways, I just that was fascinating. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. have, we're gonna have tons of those conversations this offseason. It's it's an intriguing uh, just organization, like because they, they do need a facelift. They are that relationship that you know you think it could work. There's the pieces in place, but for whatever reason, it just can't work. There's just it's just 
uh, dysfunctional and, it, and it's, it's, it's not fixable. I don't care how many couples therapy sessions you can go to. Um, there's a couple stats that the Arizona Cardinals could cash in on in the regular season finale. Here's one that's probably really not going to happen. Kyler Murray getting to 4,000 yards passing. He's never reached that number in his career. Uh, he came close 3,971 last year. He would need 453 yards passing on Sunday. That'd be a massive number to reach 4K. He would need 424 to match his career high. Probably not happening. Christian Kirk, this is very likely, Alex. Christian Kirk means 61 yards for 1,000 yards receiving. That would be his first time reaching that mark in the NFL. I think that would be probably a little confidence booster. It would help him once he goes to uh, free agency next year, if he wants to negotiate with the Cardinals or whoever. You know, If Jacksonville wants to back up the Briggs truck to him, he could say I'm a 1,000-yard receiver. A.J. Green, this is probably not happening. Needs 175 for 1K. But the A.J. Green experiment has worked. It has. Well, you and I, as far as what we would have deemed a success for A.J. Green happened weeks ago. We yeah. said, what, 750? Yeah, and uh, a handful of touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, he's got three yeah. touchdowns. He's been the you know the number one – or the, he's been playing that outside receiver. He's been the number two option as far as receivers go. He's Yes, he has been a, a success as far as the signing this offseason. And I would happily give him the same contract again. Yeah. I mean, I think this it's six mil. I mean, the contract, the thing's going up. DeAndre Hopkins will be back. Like, yeah, you've been giving Larry Fitzgerald double that the last four years. I mean, I would ideally, I'd like to see them go younger. Yeah, but you know, it doesn't. It, it, it AJ Green, James Conner, those are going to be some conversations. It's going to be interesting to see mm-hmm. yes. both on one year contracts. Um, Zach Ertz, this is the most intriguing to me. Zach Ertz needs 10 yards to have 500 yards receiving as an Arizona Cardinal. Now he's got, I think he has like 679 on the season total, but that includes his Eagles games. He's played in 10 games. So here's where it gets interesting. He gets 10 yards to get to 500. He would be the second Cardinals tight end since they moved to the desert to just reach the 500 yard mark, which is crazy. Freddie Jones is the only guy that's done it. He had 517 in 2003. That's how futile this position has been. Since they moved to the desert, and you can talk about Robert Waltz and all these, uh, you know, guys that played in St. Louis, but since they moved to the desert, it's just been nobody has been successful at the tight end position. Zach Ertz has. That's something to take in consideration uh, when the offseason comes. He's been huge. Uh, Troy Aikman mentioned on the broadcast he's been their top receiver as far as receptions since he came over. Um, couple things on the defensive side of the football. Buda Baker needs five tackles for 100 total on the season. For the fourth straight year, he would join Jordan Hicks. Jalen Thompson and Isaiah Simpsons, who have already eclipsed the century mark as far as tackles go. That's pretty impressive. And then Chandler Jones needs a half sack for 10 on the season. It would be the seventh time that he reached double digits in his career. There you go. Cool. I mean, that, those are great. And they're, they're um, nice work. They're um... – the Chandler Jones one is the biggest misnomer, I think. Like he's shown flashes over the last couple of weeks. Um, with with JJ Watt out, the whole idea was that you'd have to keep the full offensive line honest. Even though JJ Watt isn't what he used to be, he's still wearing ninety nine for the opposing team, and he's going to get double teamed, which makes it easier for everybody else. The fact that he's on the field is kind of like same as DeAndre Hopkins on the you know on the offense, where you just have to where you keep defenses honest. Um, these just it shows that this year has been a full-on team effort. You know, there there hasn't been one like James Conner with the eleven touch eleven. How many touchdowns does he have? 
12, whatever. Like that's that's the big one. Kyler Murray hasn't had a fantastic year. You know, he hasn't had a world-beating year. Um, and it just shows that across the board, the Cardinals have been solid. Yeah, you know, like 16 total touchdowns, 14 16 sweet sweet Caroline. I mean, so that so that's the number. So if with Taylor all, Jones was, was, has been good the last two weeks, yes, 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 he has. And if you look at the strips uh, as far as forced fumbles, he actually surpassed his teammate Marcus Golden. He's second in the league only to Josh Norman, which is a very strange thing. It's very Josh strange. Norman leads the league in forced fumbles, cornerback for the for the 49ers. He has seven. But as far as what Marcus Golden and Chandler Jones have done as a duo, and who's shown up on this game and who hasn't shown up and who's shown up on that, the other game, it's been kind of a nice mix. It's not ideal. Like consistency obviously isn't there for both of them. You'd love them to show up each and every week together. But, you know, they're both going to be double-digit sacks likely. And they're both around, you know, they've got nine forced fumbles between the two of them, which is just absurd. Like you'll take that from anything, from any any combination of players on your team. So I'm not too down on Chandler Jones, especially if you can continue to trend towards uh, when, when the games matter the most here at the end of the season. All right, that's going to do it for us. We're going to talk to uh, Corbin Smith of Locked On Seahawks tomorrow. He's just going to openly weep, I believe, into a microphone. <laughs> uh, we're going to try. He, I'm sure he's going to beg us not to ask us about Russell Wilson and who the Seahawks could tr- trade him to and what they should get back in return. Baker, but, that's the one. What? What? You get a bridge quarterback. You can draft a young one. They'll give you two first-round picks because they don't need to get any younger. Call it a day. My God. In my opinion. Who wants Baker Mayfield? I would take Baker Mayfield over pretty much any quarterback coming out this year. For a year. And you just draft one. I I, I mean, if, if, if I don't agree. Like, <laughs> Baker over the quarterback class, sure. But Baker over who you could potentially get. You know, free agency or the trade market. I don't know. Baker I'm sure. Mayfield. I'm sure Nick Foles will be a free agent. He can go that route. <laughs> Nick Foles, who, who beat the Seahawks two weeks ago, is a quarterback to carry. Guy in brutal. That's brutal. Crazy. All right, that's gonna do it for us. We'll save the rest of the hot takes for future shows. <laughs> follow on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Alex. Follow me at Bob Rack, Bo Brock, and of course follow the show at Lockdown AZ Cards. And of course, subscribe to our new YouTube channel. We appreciate that. We will talk to you guys on Thursday with a crossover episode with Corbin Smith. And I'll have our full predictions come Friday's show. It's the final week of the season. It's been a fun one. Fun continues because the Cardinals, they're locked for the playoffs. They're in. Let's talk about it. Coming up, future shows, Locked on Cardinals.